Morning, everyone. Welcome to week three of Advent. We are in the Advent season. Obviously, Christmas isn't here yet, but we are expectant of the coming of Christ into our world again, into our hearts, into our minds. That's what Advent's all about. And we've been studying Mary and Elizabeth. We've been looking at the unexpected pregnancy that they suddenly had. And, you know, normally uh, when I read passages like that, I'm, you know, full of excitement and wow, this is so cool. But this year I kind of started to see it a little differently. I think this year all of us have been subjected to a lot of chaos and confusion and turmoil and struggle. And honestly, that's what Mary and Elizabeth's life was like too. And so as we look at these passages, I just want to first kind of set the stage that their life was not easy. Mary and Elizabeth's life, the people we've been studying, we've been looking at, was not easy. First off, to be pregnant in this time was very dangerous. In fact, a lot of women died giving birth. I mean, think about it. Pregnancy is still dangerous today. Imagine in the first century, right? This was a very dangerous thing to give birth. So while, you know, these birth stories are like great and miraculous, it's also scary for these people. And not to mention the fact that there were a lot of religious things going on that didn't make life easy for women at this time, especially those who were pregnant out of wedlock, like Mary, right? I mean, Mary is this virgin who's been impregnated by the Holy Spirit, by God, but uh, that sounds cool, but to them, to people of this time, the religious elite or other people, she could literally be stoned to death for such a thing. Because honestly, who's going to believe that Mary is actually pregnant? That this virgin is suddenly pregnant? No, they're going to think that she's either pregnant out of wedlock or she's practicing infidelity or all these things. And that at this time meant that she could be stoned to death. So that reality is present in Mary's mind. That's a very real thing. This is a dangerous thing. And then we have Elizabeth, right? Who's much older in age. She's now pregnant, which is very scary because, you know, the older she gets, the harder it is. And not to mention, it's just hard in general during this time. And now her husband is completely mute. He can't talk. He, you know, makes his living talking as a priest, as a high official in the church of the time. And yet... All of this is happening and they are still somehow filled with something that carries them forward. And we're going to look at today what that something is and what that means for us today as we go through some turmoil and scary, uncertain times. So let's look at this passage, Luke 1. 39 through 45. We're picking up the story right where we left off last week, where Mary has been told by the angel Gabriel that she's now pregnant. And this is where we pick up the story. The angel departed from her and Mary goes to visit Elizabeth. 
In those days, Mary set out and went with haste to a Judean town in the hill country, where she entered the house of Zechariah and greeted Elizabeth. When Elizabeth heard Mary's greeting, the child leaped in her womb. And Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit and exclaimed with a loud cry, Blessed are you among women, and blessed is the fruit of your womb. And why has this happened to me, that the mother of my Lord comes to me? For as soon as I heard the sound of your greeting, the child in my womb leaped for joy. And blessed is she who believed that there would be a fulfillment of what was spoken to her by the Lord. So, as I said, they are going through very difficult times. Their reality in general is very harsh and difficult and dangerous. And yet, there's this power that compels them forward. And that power is joy. That's the theme of this week, joy. And it perfectly reflects exactly what's going on in this passage. Because we learn through this passage that joy sustains them through their difficulties. That joy sustains us through the difficulties of life and empowers us towards Christly aims. So what does that mean and how does that happen? Well, we're gonna look at that. And I think the first thing we see in this passage is the importance and the power of sharing joy. Number one, sharing joy. Because what does Mary do when she finds out from the angel Gabriel that she's pregnant? I mean, again, right? If I was Mary, I'd be freaking out. Like, you want me to have a child that, you know, I didn't have sex, that I'm a virgin, people might kill me. Like, I'd be freaking out, right? No, instead... She runs with haste to a Judean town in the hill country when she entered the house of Zechariah and greeted Elizabeth. And this word greeted here, it signifies a greeting of joy, of exuberance, right? So she's not, she's not freaking out yet. She's not doing all that. No, she runs with haste to Elizabeth, her relative, a person she knows and trusts and greets her with joy. She shares her joy. And I think what's important here is that she didn't just share that joy with anyone, right? She shared it with Elizabeth, someone she trusted, someone she had deep relationship with. Because again, let's be honest, if she had shared that joy with just any Joe Schmo on the streets of that time, she could have been killed, right? Rumors would have started, all this craziness might have happened in her life. So she knew that she could share it with Elizabeth. And I think that helps us see the sacredness of our joy, the sacredness of sharing our joy with others. Because sometimes if you're like me, I don't wanna share my joy. Sometimes I'm afraid that when something really cool has happened in my life or when something really good is going on that if I share it, that it's not going to be received too well by certain people. That they might try to dim that light or kind of take that joy and 
turn it into something else or make me start doubting, doubting the joy that I once had, right? And I think that's healthy, actually, to have that bit of caution, that bit of boundaries around your joy. Because as we see here, Mary is very careful with who she shares her joy with, and she knows exactly the person who she should share it with. So I guess this first part I just want to encourage you with is if you have something going on that is joyful and that is great and beautiful, then share it. Share it. There's power in sharing it and share it with someone who you know can hold that joy in a sacred way. Because the second thing that leads us to is when we do that, right? Sometimes it helps others open up to receiving joy. That's the second part of how joy sustains us through difficulties in life, is that we have to be open to receiving it. And we see that here with Elizabeth, right? Because honestly, I think Elizabeth was starting to doubt again, probably. Was starting to probably get a little fearful again. She says... And why has this happened to me? That the mother of my Lord comes to me? Right? Why has this happened to me? And then she says later, And blessed is she who believed that there would be a fulfillment of what was spoken to her by the Lord. So she's basically saying, you know, why is this happening to me? But thank God that you believed in this because now I'm filled with joy. Because I think, at least in my life, when I'm not open to receiving joy, when I've kind of blocked joy, it's actually because in a weird way, I know that something good is coming. I know that sounds weird, but think about it. Haven't you had those moments in life where you kind of know something good is on the way? Maybe you've literally had a vision from God. Maybe someone's told you something. Maybe you know, that new career is just around the corner. You can sense it. You can feel it. But sometimes when you really start to lean into that joy and start receiving that joy, that can be scary because what happens if it doesn't happen? Right? The threat of losing that thing sometimes prevents us from being able to receive the joy that it's bringing. And I think luckily we see in Elizabeth's case that even if she was starting to doubt, even if, you know, she's starting to have these moments of fear or anxiety, she is still able to receive the joy that Mary brings to her. So that's the second thing I want to encourage you with today. Maybe, maybe you need to open up to receiving joy. Maybe you need to open up to the possibility that that is on its way and that it's already here, perhaps. What would it look like for you to receive joy? And number three, I think the most interesting thing about this passage and the thing that I think um, can easily be missed is that both of them experienced unexpected joy. 
And I think this is kind of the more spiritual, mystical truth of being in communion with God, being in community with people who are experiencing God, is that ultimately when we are in the presence of God, joy is activated in unexpected ways. That when we recognize the presence of God that is always with us, joy just leaps out of us. Isn't that what happened with... <laughs> happened in this passage, right? John the Baptist is in the womb of Elizabeth. John the Baptist can't, you know, think thoughts like we do yet. He's in the womb. And yet when Mary comes to John, comes to the house that John is in, pregnant with the Christ child, John leaps with joy. For as soon as I heard the sound of your greeting, the child in my womb leaped for joy. It's like John could recognize the presence of Christ, the presence of God, and just naturally, without any kind of blocks or conditions that we may experience as adults, just leaps with joy. That's a natural thing. That can happen when we encounter, when we experience the presence of God. Hmm. That's pretty cool, huh? <laughs> this inward transformation, this inward experience of joy, this awakening from the Holy Spirit that happens in us and through us when we are in the presence of God. Because that's really, I think, what Advent, what the season of Christmas is about. Reconnecting to that presence of God that's being reminded to us again, right? Because it's not that Christ is being birthed again in the world, it's that we're reminded of the birth of Christ that's always in our world. And it's also not about having an easy life necessarily, right? Mary did not have an easy life. Elizabeth did not have an easy life. Jesus certainly did not have an easy life. John the Baptist did not have an easy life. But yet in this moment, there's this container of unexpected joy. And it helps us realize that we can expect unexpected joy. That as followers of Christ, that as believers of God's promises, we can expect unexpected joy even when everything seems to be hard or worrisome going wrong. Advent is that time where we can lean into the unexpected joy, the coming of Christ, the joy that empowers us so that we then become pregnant with that joy. We then birth Christ into the world. That's what Advent's about. That's what Christmas is about. So I just wanna encourage you today to maybe think about where are you 
on that spectrum of joy, right? Are you the one who is experiencing a lot of great things in your life right now and that maybe this is encouraging you to share that joy with someone? Or maybe you're someone who realizes it'd be good to open up to receiving joy, right? Or maybe for you today, this is just a mind shift of realizing that you can expect unexpected joy. That it might come from somewhere you weren't expecting, but ultimately it's connected to God and the presence of Christ in our world. So wherever you are on that <laughs> spectrum of reality, I hope that you experience that power today, this week, in this season of Advent and Christmas. Because ultimately, joy is the thing that sustains us through our difficult times and empowers us to share the joy of Christ to the rest of the world. So let's pray. Loving God, joyful God, miraculous God, we just give you thanks. We recognize the ways in which this world is crazy and chaotic and confusing, and yet your joy is available. Whether we are sharing our joy, whether we're receiving the joy, whether we're just unexpectedly encountered with your joy. Lord, help us understand and realize that we can expect that joy when we continue to connect with the Spirit, the Spirit that empowers us, that gives us life, that connects us back to you when we forget. May it be so. In Jesus' name, we pray. Amen. All right, everyone. Enjoy the rest of the service. Hey, good morning, everybody. My name is CJ uh, here on the online Oceanside Sanctuary Gathering. We're always excited to see you out there watching. If you are new to these online gatherings at the Oceanside Sanctuary, uh, you can simply scan that QR code on the screen or you can find us at the OceansideSanctuary.com website backslash contact, and that'll put you in touch with our staff and our team if you have any questions about the Oceanside Sanctuary. So thanks for being out there. Thanks, thanks for watching today. Hope, hope you're doing really well. Some uh, real key things coming up during the month of December that we're very excited about here at the Sanctuary. Uh, starting Sunday, December 16th, the live stream portion of our services is gonna change just a little bit. And during the pandemic, um, we have faithfully produced and pre-recorded Sunday morning services at 9 a.m. on YouTube and via Facebook. Now that we're back to in-person gatherings, the staff is realizing it's time to start live streaming our in-person Sunday morning gathering. So starting December 16th, we're gonna live stream our in-person services at 11 a.m., which means the online service will not happen uh, at 11 a.m. 
Our goal is to unify the Sunday morning experience for, for everyone, whether you're online or in person. And you'll start to notice uh, if you are in person, some lighting and camera equipment um, in the weeks to come uh, inside the sanctuary. So please know that we are intentional about protecting the integrity and the space for you on a Sunday morning, especially when it comes to privacy. No one in the congregation will be seen unless you are leading a segment from up front. You know, this is a big step forward for us and we are excited to see how this all turns out. Once again, that's gonna start on Sunday morning, December the 16th. Then coming up on Friday night, December 24th, Christmas Eve, the annual Christmas Eve service right here in the sanctuary at 7 p.m. Join us for this event. We're gonna celebrate by singing Christmas carols and lighting candles to mark the beginning of the Christmas season. So we hope you will join us Friday night, December 24th at 7 p.m. Then on Christmas morning, uh, excuse me, Sunday morning, uh, we are gonna have a pajama service Sunday, December 26th, the day after Christmas at 11 a.m. Uh, the day after Christmas, we're gonna celebrate Christmas Sunday in our PJs. That's right, come on out, dressed up in your favorite PJs, and we're gonna celebrate the Christmas cheer with our OSC family. We all know how fun it is to relax in our Christmas morning pajama gear, so we want you to wear that and be comfortable and have fun on December 26th at 11 a.m. And then lastly, this is important, you've been seeing this on uh, social media, reference the Oceanside Sanctuary, but our year-end annual fund drive has begun. Every December, uh, we have our year-end annual fund drive to, to raise about 20% of our total annual funding. So if you can please consider making an extra charitable gift to the Oceanside Sanctuary this year by December 31st, that would be amazing. Our goal this year is $25,000. So far, we've already raised about $7,600. So only $17,344 left to go. Uh, we've got a little bit of ways to go. So we'd love for you to consider that. Um, and we'd love for you to partner with our annual year-end drive. We use these funds to operate our weekly food pantry, organize our local policy changes, and pursue our mission together. Also, 10% of the donation made in December will go towards buying extra holiday gift cards for families um, of Sarah's Hope Food Pantry. You can give easily and securely online at theoceansidesanctuary.org backslash give or just scan the QR code on the screen. Hope you're all doing well. Thank you for watching online this morning at the Oceanside Sanctuary. And if you are in the area or visiting the Oceanside area, we would love to see you in person.